0: Hey gang, Rick Lee James here. I just wanted to remind you as we begin today's podcast that my new live album and DVD, Basement Psalms Live, is available at rickleejames.com. You can also get it for a limited time as a digital download at getmopix.com. That's G-E-T-M-O-P-I-X.com. Only $5.99 for the full uncut digital concert. You can watch it right on your mobile device from getmopix.com. Make sure to stop by RickLeeJames.com for more information on everything pertaining to my ministry, my music, what's going on in my life. Thanks for listening to Voices in My Head podcast, the official podcast of Rick Lee James. Live from Springfield, Ohio. It's Voices in My Head, the official podcast of Rick Lee James. Hi, Rick James. Hi, Rick. James, and you're listening to Voices in My Head. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Voices in My Head. I am your host, Rick Lee James. I'm here broadcasting. From the upstairs of my home today because I'm watching my boy Alexander. No guest today except for me. I am the guest but I'm happy to be here with you. This is the 80th episode. I can't believe it's the 80th episode. I feel like we ought to have some sort of a a big shebang and I should be clanging cymbals or something uh, saying episode number 80 but... Today it's just me, so it's kind of a simple, um, maybe anticlimactic type episode. I don't know. might not be. Um, I thought I'd share some things that are going on in my life with you, and then I wanted to share an article that I wrote with you, which hopefully, um, I haven't heard confirmation yet, but I'm very hopeful that this is going to be published in a major national publication very soon. Got my fingers crossed and have been in communication. I won't tell you what it is yet. Um, but I'll let you kind of have a, an advance uh, hearing of it today. And, uh, and this article is called No Lone Ranger Christians. Um, it's sort of a, uh, a summary, um, kind of a summary of the last chapter of my book that's coming out, uh, hopefully very soon, um, called Out of the Depths, which is my companion book to Basement Psalms Live. And um, if you haven't had a chance to check out Basement Psalms Live yet, just go to my website, rickleyjames.com. Also, um, the easiest way to get to the podcast now is just rickleyjames.com slash Podcast. That's all you have to do if you go online. I've gotten rid of the domain name voices in my head because that was a really long. So I think the easiest thing for voices in my head listeners now will just be rickleyjames.com slash podcast. So if you can remember my name with dot com and the word podcast, you've pretty much got it. Also, just wanted to let you again know if you are a Twitter user, my username is at rickleyjames. So very easy to remember. I've uh, got a lot of followers out there and we're growing. And I appreciate that. And uh, you can also direct uh, inquiries or uh, join, follow our podcast site at Voices in My Head P. That's the Twitter name for that. All right, well, uh, let me tell you about what's going on in my life this week. It's been kind of an interesting couple of weeks for me. Um, I have had kind of an interesting summer. I haven't told you guys a lot about it, but I've been having severe headaches to the point that uh, I'm getting them almost every day and uh, sometimes they're just uh, the kind that just completely wipe you out Uh, migraines that affects my stomach Um, one time this summer i had a a near accident because i kind of passed out uh, standing up in the kitchen and uh, was just not feeling very well at all and so it's been several months i've always been prone to headaches anyway but for several months um, lately it seems like it's been getting worse for whatever reason had an MRI last week and um, they let me know this week that they found a cyst in the left lobe of my brain. Uh, now interestingly enough, uh, first of all, praise the Lord, it's not a cancerous cyst. It is almost an inch big, um, it, so it's a pretty good size cyst, but it's, uh, the interesting thing about it is it's an arachnoid cyst. And uh, I can't help but think of the irony of that with my love of Spider-Man, that, you know, how close that is to the word arachnid. And I thought, I must literally have Spider-Man on the brain. So uh, long story short, um, I had uh, been told that it would probably be like two months before I could see a neurologist just because they're very busy and booked up. And I thought, oh boy, I don't know. Because at this point, I don't know if it's a dangerous thing. I mean, obviously... Um it's not cancerous. It may not even be the cause of these headaches I've been having. I may have some sort of an infection or something. Um but it's enough that it's got me, you know, a little apprehensive. So uh God worked out uh, a great thing for me in that instead of having to wait two months, the doctor I really wanted to go to had a cancellation, and uh, I get to go see him on Friday, which is tomorrow when I'm recording this. So it went from being like a two-month waiting list to just a couple days. So uh, if you would, uh, I want to ask the voices in my head listeners, just keep me in prayer and my family in prayer with that. Um, I'm doing well, having a good day today. Uh, just laid down my son for a nap a few minutes ago, and uh, I'm starting a new thing on YouTube if you want to go to my YouTube page youtube.com slash Rick Lee James. I think this is going to be maybe a weekly deal. Songs with my son is what I'm going to be calling it. And I just recorded a few songs uh, sitting with Alexander. Um, I pass his guitar over to him, which he doesn't play yet, but he has a guitar. and He likes to make noise on it. And uh, I do uh, basically so far, it's been cover tunes. And uh, I don't know if I'm going to put them all up at once or just uh, spread them out over time. But uh, anyway, that's something fun I did with my son today. So I had a good day today. I'm feeling pretty good. And that's that's a good thing. I haven't felt very good for a while. Um, so things are looking up uh, today. Tomorrow I get to go to the doctor, um, doing some, uh, some singing. Um, got some concerts coming up. Just booked another one uh, in Finley, Ohio in November. And so I'm really excited about that one. So good things are ahead, but I just wanted to let you guys know what was going on in my life. Uh, Because I trust a lot of you to uh, be lifting me up in prayers and a lot of you already have just through Facebook, Twitter, different places. Um, you know, my, my buddy Jared at the comic shop I go to was a big encouragement to me on Wednesday. Um, just the family of God at church is awesome. Um, so again, this may be nothing at all, and I'm trusting God that it's not. But I just wanted to give you an update on what's going on with me right now. Uh, the voices in my head, in fact, may be uh, some sort of cyst. Who knows? <laughs> but i uh, going to go ahead and continue. Because I'm the guest this week, I don't really have a question of the week, sorry about that. I know it, that uh, segment of the show has kind of been fizzling out, but I do want to uh, share with you an article that I wrote. Again, this is sort of a summary of the last chapter of my book that's going to be coming out soon. Um, if you enjoy this chapter, then, you know, uh, when pre-orders are ready to come out for the book, Out of the Depths, uh, I'd appreciate if you guys would pre-order it and help me do some uh, some early sales on that. But the name of this article kind of a snippet it's not exactly the same but it sort of deals with the theme of the last chapter of my book um, no lone ranger christians and uh, the last chapter of my book is psalm 150 and that's where this article is starting from so i'm just going to read it to you if you're listening to this podcast you get to listen to it before publication all right no lone ranger christians psalm 150 is the final psalm in the Psalter. Unless, of course, you are a member of the Eastern Orthodox, Orthodoxy, Roman Catholicism, or the Judaism, then there is Psalm 151. <coughs> Excuse me. The greater likelihood is, if you are reading this article, that you are, or most heavily associated with, some flavor of Protestant Christianity. It is also likely that you are serving in some form of pastoral ministry in an evangelical church. As Protestants, we are a part of that pesky, well-meaning upstart group who, with the help of Martin Luther and other reformers, split the church on some days irreparably and on others for the greater good. However well-intentioned that Protestant road was meant to be, it did take the church down a side street that led us from a faith-based community to embracing an individualism that is faith-based. Somewhere along the way, we Protestants protested Psalm 151 and several other texts right out of our faith, right out of the canon. Luther and a handful of others would have been content to drop Hebrews, James, Jude, and Revelation as well. Almost immediately with the split of the church in the Reformation days, Martin Luther started his process of trimming the scriptures that he deemed inauthentic, laying them on the Protestant chopping block. While he did not deem them as canon-worthy, thankfully he also did not have the final word. This may well be one of the places where our expression of individualism started to take root. It began to seem that we no longer needed the tradition of the church to help us know what was necessary for salvation. We now had a personal faith, and if we felt God was leading us to get rid of certain scriptures, then why not do it? That works pretty well for the Mormons and the Jehovah's Witnesses, so why not Christians as well? Well, for whatever good reason, it may have happened. It happened nonetheless, and Psalm 150 is now the final psalm in our Bible. We could safely title it the final hallelujah. Psalm 150 consists of the liturgical cry hallelujah expanded into a more full and detailed psalm. Hallelujah is the translation of the Hebrew word Hallel, which in case you haven't brushed up on your Hebrew recently, is not one but two words, halal and yah. We translate these words in English as praise ye the Lord. Halal is a strong imperative to not just one person, but to the whole community to praise the Lord. It is a communal call to worship and demands community. The word itself evidences worship is not is to be done together. Sorry, let me read that again. The word itself evidences worship is to be done together. While we can praise in private, the most complete form of worship happens when God's people gather together in community to praise Him. I want to read that once again for emphasis. While we can praise in private, the most complete form of worship happens when God's people gather together in community to praise Him I find it intriguing that Psalm 150, with its communal emphasis, was left intact by the Protestant individualization, or I mean the Protestant Reformation. The Psalms really don't have any concept of praising the Lord outside of a communal context. It should be a lesson to postmodern readers who want to simply make worship a private event, spouting platitudes like, it's not a religion, it's a relationship. The Bible never had this sort of worship in mind, and I'm pretty sure it would dismiss a statement like that, the aforesaid, as less than truly relational. The God of the Bible desires community and family for his people. In the beginning of the text, Genesis 2.18 affirms, It is not good that a man should be alone. This is as true in our religious life as it is in every other area. Don't get me wrong, there are religious options that promote individualism and worship, but Christianity isn't one of them. One of the most prominent uh, uh, promotions of individualism in a religion is exemplified in LeVayen. Its more common name is Satanism. LeVayen was founded in 1966 by Anton LeVay, and holds teachings that are based on individualism, it's all about me, hedonism, the belief that pleasure is the highest good, and an eye for an eye, or two, morality, you send one of ours to the hospital and we send two of yours to the morgue. I got that from the move of the untouchables, by the way. The goal of Satanism can be summed up like this, whatever Christianity teaches, do the opposite. Now, contrary to the popular thought, LeVean Satanism does not believe in a literal being called Satan. LeVean Satanism doesn't worship any being other than the self, the individual. It only uses the term Satan as a symbol of carnality. LeVean Satanism rejects the legitimacy of all other religions and even goes as far as calling its members reverse Christians. As a result, in this religion, the individual, not the deity, is made a god. With that in mind, we may want to rethink our enlightened views on individualized worship. You will never find any person of faith in the Bible who intentionally removes themselves from the worshiping community. Jesus certainly never advocated for individualistic worship. In fact, there are Bible passages that warn believers of the dangers of ceasing to gather together, Hebrews 10.25, for example. The Lord's Prayer is addressed to our father, not my father. The Shema in Deuteronomy 6 is addressed to the people of Israel, not the person of Israel. The more individualistic our view of worship, the closer we are to being good Levians or Satanists. So what am I saying here? Am I calling the pe- calling people Satanists if they get away to their prayer closet for a private time with the Lord? Of course not. There is a difference between individualism and the distinctiveness of the individual. I fully believe God created us as individuals and that each of us must responsibly cultivate the fertile soil of our soul. However, I am also equally aware that the Christian faith is a communal faith first and foremost, and that the individual will never be truly whole until he or she finds his or her place in community." I'm obviously being provocative with my opening statements about Martin Luther, Protestantism, and individualism. However, a faith that is not owned by individuals of a community will produce a feeble community. There is no biblical or historical precedent for a Lone Ranger Christian until the Enlightenment era. During that period, and largely since, many of our churches have shifted Christ's focus of the communal kingdom of God to an emphasis on our own personal salvation. It leaves us with a critical ecclesiological question to be asked. With what authority does the church speak to an individual who considers him or herself to be the final and ultimate authority? I have met far too many claiming the Christian faith with no connection to the body of Christ. It is heartbreaking to see the vast majority of these unconnected individuals are also regular church attenders. For various reasons, many in our churches have little to no understanding of the kingdom of God and its communal incarnation. They are mostly just content to be ready for heaven when they die, a very platonic worldview, but unfortunately not a very Christian one. So what is the message of the kingdom to a world of individuals? Well, here's a start. Get together as the people of God, sharing life together, and follow these instructions that we find in Psalm 150. Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty firmament. Praise Him for His mighty deeds. Praise Him according to His surpassing greatness. Praise Him with trumpet sound. Praise Him with lute and harp. Praise Him with the tambourine and dance. Praise Him with strings and pipe. Praise Him with clanging cymbals. Praise Him with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Psalm 150, NRSV. Sorry for my reading errors throughout that. I apologize. Uh, Sometimes it's a little hard to uh, read um, on the spot, and, uh, it's easier to read in our heads sometimes, but I hope you got the gist of that. Um, I, I just don't believe that Christianity was ever called to be an individual religion. Um, I, I, I really do believe it's a good thing and beneficial thing for us to take time in our private prayer times and to have a, um, an individual walk with the Lord, but that doesn't mean I believe in an individualistic walk. Um, the more individualistic that we become, removing ourselves from community, thinking that we can be a lone ranger Christian, um, the more we are actually like Satanism. I mean that that is actually the tenet of their faith that the individual is the highest, and uh, you know sometimes we get that. The most from people in church that are there every single week. Um, They have no understanding of what it means to have life together in a community. They just kind of come and then they leave. It's a major downfall. And we can actually point to little churches as well as big churches. It's maybe easier sometimes in a mega church for someone to slip in and slip out and not know anybody. Um, But I think there's just as many people in smaller churches that, you know, are kind of just come in check the time clock, so to speak, you know, punch the card, and uh, then go on their way and have very little to do with the community after that. Um, we need the community of God. I can tell you right now, um, I'm experiencing the community of God being good to me. Sunday morning, um, I had a couple of uh, ladies in our church who, let's be, if I was to be real frank, they're a lot of times pretty negative about the music at the church. And uh so I saw them both coming towards me and I was a little bit fearful and I was like oh no what did I do today and uh surprised me the holy spirit was moving they came up and they just said I just wanted to let you know really I'm enjoying the music and uh just you know it's different but you know we're getting where we really are enjoying it and and God's using it and uh you could have knocked me over with a feather and, uh, and I just felt like oh thank god you know our, our Prayers are being answered. We're connecting with each other. Um, you know, it's it's a wonderful thing when our older people and our younger people can come together and connect. My uh, my dream of the uh, the kingdom of God is, oh, that that we could live it out here on earth. That we could be a part of each other's lives. That we could carry each other's burdens. I think at the same time, you know, these two ladies that came up to talk to me, um, some of their negativity at times could. Partially be because they're widows, you know, and they're lonely and they miss things the way they were. And I try to keep that in mind. And then I think that they're maybe learning to keep in mind that, you know, at one time they were a younger crowd and they were trying to reach out to all kinds of people. And that's the community of God at work. It's not that we always agree all the time. It's not that we're in some like little private utopia. It's that we struggle together. It's that we commune together. It's that we come before the table of the Lord as absolute equals. Um, without age, without gender, without uh, without any of the things that would hold us back in seemingly everyday living. You know, we love our enemies. Uh, we pray for those who would persecute us. Um, we carry each other's burdens That is the kingdom of God. And if you're listening to this, and maybe you feel yourself to be one of those kind of lone ranger Christians, um, I mean, there is something to be said for somebody who has a, a close relationship with the Lord. But it's always going to be incomplete and lacking without the community together. Sometimes pastors are the worst offenders at this. Sometimes we come into a church and we don't allow ourselves to be one of the community, and I know there's different theories on that. Sometimes we come into a community to minister, and we feel like we can't allow ourselves to be part of the community. How can we be that open and that honest with people? Um, we may only be here for a short time, but in my experience, I've I've been at my church almost 12 years now, and um I I think I have become a part of the community and I think that's been a a help in my longevity and a a help in ministry there because um, they've been through a lot with me and I've been through a lot with them and we have lived life together and I've been with them long enough for them to to see through my, what I might call a pastoral facade at times that we sometimes put up because we want to look or act or feel a, a certain way and sometimes we protect ourselves with that. Um, but avail yourself to the community of God. Will you get hurt sometimes? Yes. Is it an imperfect place? Yes, because people are there. But it's the way God set up for us. Um, you know, I like how William Willimon says. You know, sometimes I really question the judgment of Jesus. Uh, I wouldn't have picked some of you people, <laughs> but Jesus did, and uh, and Jesus is picking people all the time, pulling them and into our congregations and they're people that are not like us, and they're people that stretch us, and they're people that make us uncomfortable, and they're people that we absolutely need, and they're people that we absolutely need to be in community with. Sometimes they're not pleasant, um, but sometimes that just shows the love of God that they need so desperately, and it needs to have it shared with them and showed to them. Maybe it hasn't been shown to them. Maybe they never learned how to love well, but Anyway, uh, this was episode 80 of Voices in My Head. It was just me babbling. I hope it wasn't too bad for you. Um, I do what I can during the days when I'm watching my son, Alex. Uh, He's a big boy. He's almost eight months old now. I can't believe it. He's real close to crawling. Um, God is good. So uh, if you want to see more of my son, Alex, uh, be looking at my YouTube page at rickleyjames.com uh or, or youtube.com slash Rick Lee James. um there's links both places but uh anyway i'll talk to you hopefully next week here on voices in my head thank you for listening and god bless you've been listening to voices in my head